Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 48. So we got some uh, really special guests this week, actually. We got Crazy K's Racing, that's Kevin and Kate, and if you don't know who they are, you probably saw the video, and we'll definitely get into that as we go through this podcast. Uh, I think I'd like to, I don't know, what do you guys think we should start off? About rig or... I mean, uh, the actual racing. Well, there's, there's so much. Or who, who they are. Maybe, they maybe the right name for Caitlin. Caitlin, sorry. <laughs> Luke's got oh. it here as Kate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin and Caitlin. I'll go correct that. So, who are you guys? Tell us a little about yourselves. So, my name is Kevin, and um, I am a 43, and I used to have an XJ. My name is. <laughs> Caitlin, I'm 14, and I'm the one for the reason of this no more XJ. <laughs> so, great way to put it. <laughs> so, what, like, what got you into wheeling, Kevin? Because I'm guessing you were the reason that she started driving and now racing. Like, were you just a young kid with like a old K series or something, or like, what was it? What got you? What got the bug for you? Um, so I was in my early twenties and, um, uh, going to college and always kind of had a bug to will. In fact, my very first car was a 1980 Subaru station wagon. That was four wheel drive. And I would take it around the washes in the desert where I grew up in California. And, um, just always had a bug for a Jeep, had friends with Jeeps. And, uh, eventually I bought my very first Jeep Cherokee. It was a 1998 Chili Pepper Red Jeep Cherokee. And that was my first X-ray. Nice. Hell yeah. So how many have you had? Let's just get this out of the way. How many uh, this is this is my third. Okay, two that's have died bad. at my hands. And um, yeah, the last one wasn't my doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be let's be clear. It's it's not dead. It's just a little deformed at the moment. It, it still runs. Uh, right? it, it's gone. It's I killed it. Wait, so why not just back half it and keep on rocking and rolling? Yeah. I I can so, think of a couple reasons. It, um one, it's a unibody, which actually I'm glad it was because that absorbed a lot of Caitlin's impact, honestly. So um two, you know, we've had a lot of fun and the we're in the lowest class sportsman C for We Rock. Is basically your stock class, your stock modified class. And, you know, we did well last year. And then this year we won Eastern and Western Series Championship points. Holy shit, congrats. Sorry. Um, and the We Rock Series. And, um, you know, I think we, you know, who knows what would have happened to Nationals. But I, I, th I think we had a pretty good chance. So, um, uh, but... So I think it was time for, you know, Caitlin has adapted so fast to the rig. I think it's time to step up to something else other than an XJ. That's more professional that we can go further than we would have been able to with the XJ. Okay, that's pretty cool. So now just for us, uh, I guess you could call us heathens because we don't, we just do it for fun and we don't actually do any cool racing stuff. What are the limitations of the class that you're in? For the um, so... It is limited to the stock style suspension. So if it was coils, coils, and you're supposed to have coil, coils, uh, leafs, rear, coils, front, or if you're a YJ, leafs, leafs, you know. Okay. Um, 
Toyotas are, you know, Leafs, Leafs. So there's a lot. There's a few Toyotas in our class. Um, and then you're limited to 37-inch tires. And uh, the stretch is plus or minus three inches. Okay. And then you're supposed to have, have most of your body panels intact, you know. Oh, that um, is quite restrictive on the wheelbase. Like, not to try and derail too far, but I'm my rig's at 109.5 already, and I almost regret not going further with the rear stretch. We were at, high. like, 100, 101 is all we okay. were. But for the rocks out here in southern Utah and in the west, like, it works really well. So thirty seconds too, right? Work too, too much work belly. really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, out, oh, sorry. I was gonna say uh, out here, it's like um, we have a lot more of the slingshot effect. Watching videos of you guys wheeling out there, you guys gently crawl everything, and I guess that comes with the Wii Rock. But yeah, yeah. Ours, I think the wheelbase. The reason that helps us here is you get the front tires up, and then they have. You know, the traction is there. You need to have those front tires on the top to actually get right. Where you're trying yeah, to go. yeah, on so. those big climbs and stuff. That makes sense. So a lot of uh, the stuff we have here is just sandstone. If you ever wheeled in Moab or anything, that's. Um, have you guys wheeled in Katempsi? No, no, we, we haven't gone any we're... further than Roush. <laughs> we're very much tucked in our corner up here. I've been there. Where are you guys so. at? Even I, I'm not sorry. I don't know. Sorry for the interruption, but there was just a quick little bit of editing and some technical difficulties. Thank you very much. So, to pick back up with that little technical difficulty that we had there, um, two people here are from Massachusetts. I used to live in Connecticut, and Richie lives in Connecticut. Uh, I moved to Tennessee, but I spent a little bit of time in El Paso and did some wheeling out there. Okay. Cool. I was gonna say Katempsi is kind of like Katempsi rocks are really sticky. They're kind of a lot like our rocks here. Okay. But, so that's what I was just it's, trying to compare it to. It's definitely a place you want to check out. We loved it there. Huh. MC. Definitely have to put that down on the list. That sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're we're from New England. We have to worry more <laughs> about trees than rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely say most of the damage on my Jeep is all from trees. A good good chunk of the damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, so all my noteworthy damage is from trees. <laughs> so let's let's dive into the racing a little bit. Um so you get you said that you had won through points for the west and east coast of what like your racing division or kind of how does that work? How was that? Uh so I don't know if we call it racing per se, but uh, it's definitely competition. You know, it's rock okay. crawling competition. Um, there's a the courses. I don't know if you have if you know any idea how they're set up. I think it. Yeah. I was doing a little bit of research beforehand. It's cone based, right? You got to go through cones, yes. and you have a ten minute time limit to. Uh, yeah, Wait, you have a course. Yeah, four courses per day, and each course has four gates that you're required to go to go through some of them are bonuses but those are optional or you can take the regular gates but you do have 10 minutes 
Okay. Okay. So then it's definitely racing if it's time based. Wouldn't that be racing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, no, there's no bonus points for finishing early. So yeah. oh, okay. It's, so you just um, you just have to finish within the limit, and is it I correct? It's point based. Then low low score wins. You have uh, if you hit a cone, that's plus ten. If you get through gates, if, you know you get progression through each gate. And if you do go through minus through the bonus gates, then it's a minus ten. Oh shit! Well, yeah. I mean, the courses are meant to take the full ten minutes. And if you've seen some of our other videos, it goes more from crawling to racing to rock bouncing. <laughs> At the time, like the, the the technical portions. I'll have to look for the uh, the the higher speed stuff. I guess the. The crawling stuff's probably easier to record. So that's what I was scrolling through looking for looking at stuff. That's what I saw. Well, I think she <laughs> meant more in the sense of as the time goes down, the criticism. Oh, like, the, the <laughs> yeah, you're going faster because you need to get done faster. Okay. That makes sense. I, I may or may not have been run over this year. <laughs> oh jeez. I, I actually down at uh, Rash Creek, I almost got run over, but that was just because I was stupid holding a camera in the wrong position for our, our buddy. Uh, it, was, it was just my foot, and it didn't do anything other than a little bruise, so we're fine. But. That's what so, he gets for yelling at me too loud. <laughs> so, um, because of the rollover, which we can get into, that'll be a little bit later on, um, but... Because of that, you guys are no longer in the standings for nationals. You just decided to call it off. Well, nationals was the event that we were at, oh. and um, so we felt like the jeep wasn't uh, suitable to keep going. Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, you know, given that circumstance, it's it's a okay to take the DNF on that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we would have tried, but at the time, the jeep wasn't starting. And then uh, I also okay. trying to get it into gear, so um, it ended up our Atlas was knocked into neutral and, you know, being stressed and trying to figure things out. And then just, it didn't start because one of the battery cables came off the battery. Oh, jeez. The so. emotional toll of the whole roll, it was kind of yeah, overwhelming you're not to worry about stuff. the rig. I'm yeah. sure your mom was not too stoked on that. I watched that video and I actually, it's funny. I commented on one of your Instagram pages. I have a video as well of a time that I crashed in a dirt bike race. And like my mom had the exact same reaction of just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Holy crap. Like it, it's <laughs> funny. Cause like watching, I was like PTSD of just like feeling bad for my mom having to witness what I had gone through. <laughs> like, um, Yeah. I think the but, hardest thing for her was I, she was watching me. And then suddenly I just disappeared and she could not see me anymore. And so for her, that was just, it yeah, was that's scary. A, that sounds terrifying. Um, I just realized that we glossed over completely. What's done to the Jeep? We completely just started on a whole different yeah, I, I, I was trying to, to go that direction. We just never got there. So we know Atlas and I'm going to guess one tons because we mentioned 37 stickies. So... Maybe. So, um, having built two other Cherokees, I wanted this one to be built right. And so, um... In hopes that it would last longer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, it had rough stuff, frame stiffeners, um, 
homemade uh, frame stiffeners from the rough stuffs up to the front and back. Um, I did the 2x4 mod into the frame rail for the rear bumper. Okay. Um, the front bumper was the kind of the Boostworks comp um, winch setup. Yep. If you're familiar with that, it tucks the winch under the radiator. And then a homemade tube bumper that connected and tied into our cage. Um, axles are... Um, last year, we started the season with a um, Sterling 10.5 and, and a Dana 50. Um, Caitlin broke the stock 50 shaft, so we bought a Cromali shaft. In between events, we, we got it and put it in. And then on that next event, she broke the Cromali 50 shaft oh on the long God. side. Both, both the long side. Damn, um, Graham, she's yeah. Oh, you hit the long sides. <laughs> See, I've never broken long sides. I've only ever broken the stub shafts. Uh, Didn't you blow the inner on... No, you blew the outer, and that took out your inner shaft, right, on the short side? Uh, I th Yeah, something... Because I know that no, you had to throw in a spare. One yeah, of the they, were spare. they were excursion axles, and that's why the 50... Yep. Um, they were given to us, so that's why we built it. Um, it used to have a Rubicon 44 in the front and the rear, like a, just a XJ44. Yep. And uh, eventually I, I killed the Rubicon 44, C-channels bent, axle housing bent. So, oh my God. <laughs> so that's Damn. why we ripped, we, we ripped the, it was a, you know, a TJ Rubicon housing mm -hmm. that was built. Um, so we pulled that out and put the 50 in and then later on put the Sterling 10 and a half in. Um, and then, but after Caitlin broke, broke the 50 for the second time, I was like, we're done. And so on the way home from that competition, we picked up a 99 to 04 super duty high pinion 60. Yep. Nice. There you go. That's about so, where I'm at. Are you doing like a 35? I mean, I guess it's all up in the air now if you're building a, different rig. no the it's yeah so we actually did the Brannock hubs and upgraded the to the 35 spline outers and yeah. we're cromali inners and, and uh, has an ar an arb in the front and the and the sterling 10 and a half now has a yukon zip in it okay setup. <laughs> with uh and then we just recently did the ballistic fab shave kit on the Sterling ten and a half. Oh, they have a shave kit for the ten five. I yeah, didn't know they that. do. Um, just it's I've I've heard bad, but we had it done right and um, by the same fabricator that built our cage, and um, he did an excellent job. There's no leaking, no problems with it at all. So I would highly recommend it. So while we're I mean, on my, my oh. ten five leaks as it is when I smash it on rocks, it just the bolts form the <laughs> actual holes so loose that I think when Cody pulled my 50 apart, he said all the bolts were hand tight. Like it just, oh. the, the case just wiggles or the, the cover wiggles loose. And then it's just RTV holding it in. I was going to talk about your 50, but I didn't know if it was time to, but I guess we could just really quickly. Yeah. Every bolt on it 
was completely like it was literally hand tight like so you know the bottom two always get destroyed and that you cannot put an allen wrench into them i just shoved a flathead screwdriver into it and started turning it and i'm not even kidding a like a kitten could have passed by and brushed past the screwdriver <laughs> and it would have turned it and yeah you complete i believe you snapped that carrier in half Grim. it looked uh, like it was cracked on the other side you the one ear end broke off but the other side didn't look that much better I'm curious yeah, you, to see if the internal shafts exploded and caused those spider gears that were welded up to yeah, break the I'm case. Yeah, I'm kind of weird curious. Um, and not for nothing, but I'm also kind of impressed that that's how that 50 died because it's got four years of abuse on it. I honestly thought I'd blow an inner shaft like Kevin and Caitlin there. Like, I was just <laughs> waiting for one to go. I've blown those outers. This will be the, that was the second or third one I've blown. And then you know, the inners have never been changed, minus that one time when I swapped with a different inner on the short side. But the long one's never been changed. It just slowly has been tweaking itself. <laughs> we, we did break um, the outer the outers, and then we replaced them with um, a chromoly one, a 30 yeah. spline. And after that, we never had any problem with the outers, but... A friend now has those, and we have the 35 spline outers. So, yeah, that's probably. And then, um, I've got the actual same deal. So, and then steering wise, we have a full PSC setup with an eight inch ram, and um, we're used the Artec weld on knuckles for the mm-hmm. high high steer Danis, the Super Duty sixty. Yep. So, I like that setup. It's clean and it looks good uh what did you use graham because you've got, got the, the high uh, steer as beyond well. precise high steer wait hold on we just totally like completely blew over the fact that caitlin has it made she gets to break stuff and her dad pays for it that's incredible i want that deal that there's, sounds awesome there's, there's a little caveat to that but we can get into that if you yeah, want absolutely absolutely <laughs> so last year, um, so two years ago, I started competing uh, mm-hmm. by myself, or um, I, I posted on a on a local Utah forum for off roading. Said, "Hey, I want to compete. Anybody want to be my sponsor, my spotter?" And someone stepped up, and so he traveled with some friends of ours that also competed, and he was my spotter all that year, and it was so much fun. It was before our atlas. Um, but that's kind of what put the bug into my, my thing. There's a town here called Delta, Utah. And once a year over Memorial day, they do a crawl, a competition. And that was my very first competition. And so that put the itch in and I started competing in We Rock. So come next season, my spotter can't spot for me anymore. So I find a random guy that is local and, and we go and we just, you know, it wasn't fun. We didn't. We didn't do that well. They didn't know each other very well, and so they didn't know how each other, like... Like, you didn't know my Jeep, didn't know where yeah. we needed to place the tires and everything, and... Yeah. Um, yep. And so, I, after that event, I'm like, Caitlin, you drive. Why don't I just put you in the rig? And so, <laughs> that was... So, that was... Last year... So she did the rest of the events. And then it's like, okay, I have a built-in spotter and a built-in driver. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yes, I, I spent money on it last year. Um, but at the end of last year, I'm like, Caitlin, this is kind of expensive to travel and to build stuff. 
And so if you want to do this, you need to find us help. And so she got to work and found sponsors for us. That's awesome. And so, so Caitlin, how so did you? Cody, oh. No, go ahead. I, uh, I just want to hear kind of a little bit of her take on it. How, like, how was it? I'm sure that that wasn't an easy thing. I'm sure that you were anxious as hell, like getting in contact with these companies. How did you go about it? At first, it was really stressful because at the time I was this little, was I 12? 13. I was 13. Oh my gosh. I was 13 old. So and my dad told me that I have to go around begging people for money. <laughs> <laughs> Under the bus. Just like, not even any warning, just the direct drop. You're 13 it. years old now. <laughs> it's time to start winning the bread. <laughs> go ask for money. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But so I started off with. Well, we came up with a plan and we made little three by five uh, cards that told us that told what what we were doing. And um, it was right about this time that I actually started contacting people. Yeah, this time last year. Yeah. And there's a huge event that's called Trail Hero. And tons of companies that are huge come. And so we just, we planned a day and we're like, hey, we're going to go and talk to these companies and see what they say and introduce ourselves. And our first official sponsor was Julene from Summit Machine. And I went and I talked to her. I told her about myself and what we want to do. And next thing I know, I had my first sponsor. And so that was super. It was an amazing feeling to think, okay, I got one. I can do this. Like, it was. <laughs> That's awesome, though. And not for nothing, I've heard about Summit Machine. They do some pretty cool stuff. They really do. But after that, we started re- reaching out to other companies. To a couple other people that are. Yeah, none of them really got Oh, Raceline. Oh, Raceline did. We did type to Raceline Wills and. I don't think if I had talked to them in person, they never would have said yes. Oh. But, because, so. I mean, it's easy to tell someone no over the phone. Yes, not easy to tell them to no when you can see their begging eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, when no, someone's I, right I in front of you. you. I think what you mean to say is it's hard to tell a little girl no. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> let's be honest, nobody cares about a middle-aged man. <laughs> no one cares Richie. about a middle-aged man asking for stuff. But you throw yeah. you throw a girl yeah. that, that's actually pretty good at it, and uh, she can do some things. So that's yeah, really awesome. That's the dynamic really... makes it a tempting sponsorship offer. I I would imagine. Oh, dude, it's right, it's a... such a cool. It's incredible. A PR team would absolutely love that. A father and daughter uh, competition group driving something that in reality doesn't take all the money in the world. Dude, it's it's perfect. It's literally like a company could not lose sponsoring you guys. Absolutely. No matter even if you lost every race, it does not matter. Eyes are on you guys. Who cares you about the- losing every race? You were, yeah, no. were doing good. very well. <laughs> no, but but they, but again, like, yeah, pay, like it doesn't, they're just going based off of what could happen as a sponsor, like as a company's trying to sponsor somebody, they can't promise the future, you know? So 
I mean, I, that's incredible. And I'm, I'm very, very impressed. And I couldn't imagine doing that. Granted, like I've reached out to companies just asking people to donate their time through like their marketing teams to come on this. And even then, like just getting a response is huge. So uh, kudos to you, Caitlin, because that, that's... Thank you. <laughs> now, just so it's noted, most of the sponsorship stuff is discounts. It's not... We Yeah. We haven't had like... Oh well, here's this free product type stuff. So it's still expensive, um, but it sure takes a a big bite off out of the cost to, well, to yeah. be able to, to do that. And we're so thankful for for all the support of all the companies that have helped us out. Yeah, yeah. And which some of our major sponsors this year were Adams Drive Shaft out of Las Vegas, Lasernut, who we mentioned. And we'll probably will be talking about a little later. Summit Machine, Calf Plumbing, The Car Barn, Rad Design Products, Yukon Gear and Axle gave us the like race racer discount. discount, race line wheels, and then Max's tires. Wow. And so those are And then Rad Design Products also, I they're shifters. Know. Yeah. Oh, did you say that? Yeah. Uh, what's That's the guy's so name? Um is it Rudy? Rory. Rory at Rad Design is doing some really awesome work with the... I really like his winter setup. I know it's not, like, direct... I don't know exactly how that works, but I know that what he was doing with the 6LE80 stuff was very intriguing to me for down yeah, the line. Yeah, Rory, he's an awesome guy, and he he knows what he's doing with the shifters. It has been a true game changer this year, having like one of his newer ones. So we had an old school, um, just, you know, the, the rail shifter with the little, the little knob next to it, like yep. his original mm -hmm. design for the XJs. Um, we had that forever. Um, and then, um, we, he had actually seen that in our Jeep. He's like, Oh, he was at it. Cause he's a, he's one of the major, supporters of we rock so he sponsors the entire um series um and the event organizers he sponsors them and so so we talked about it with them and stuff and uh then just i think we were talking one day and so caitlin's like hey well where's my new shifter <laughs> 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 and uh and he's like i'll get you one and so <laughs> so he he mailed it to us and uh and 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 took care of us and stuff and so you know wow. those little conversations that have been fun and 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 he's he's traveled he traveled to texas um to be there and stuff he actually got covid at the end of the season so he wasn't able to make it to the last two events but that's not fun so i gotta ask because you know Manual drivers have to ask this. Uh, are there any manuals in We Rock? Like, I doubt that there uh, are, but no, there's a couple. They're they're not that common, but um, I think there's, there's a always couple. somebody. But you throw <laughs> you throw low enough gearing at it, it's not. Yeah, you know, a lot of the Toyotas actually are manual still. Well, they get yeah. cases and. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Says the guy with the stack cases. <laughs> um so what if you weren't with Maxis, what other tire do you think you'd be running? Or can you not say that? I don't know what your uh, contract with them is. No. But. 
I so tell I them know. about your Maxis. How did you get them, Caitlin? Because so we bought a set of used Maxis traps, and they were well used. Uh, but we put them on the Jeep, and we're like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. And after <laughs> after that, great. I if they were that good, like almost done, I couldn't imagine how amazing a new set would be. And so I I filled out their application form. For the grassroots. For the grass well, I just their application. Okay. Form. I didn't even know what I was applying for, but <laughs> <laughs> and after a few weeks <laughs> after a few weeks I I didn't really get any responses and so I called, became very good friends with the, the receptionist, Jennifer. And eventually, I was, after pestering them for so long, they couldn't really say no anymore. <laughs> and so, we were brought into their grassroots program. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Annoy them till they oh. cave. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Wheels. Just leave me alone and go away. <laughs> Just take some tires. <laughs> are you guys on uh, comp traps or are you on radials? No, uh, we're on the comp traps. Nice. Yeah, they're the sticky yeah. traps. Yeah, after so nice. <laughs> after Roush and uh, riding with one of our friends who's on a set of 40, 42s, right? 42 Can't yep. lose with 42 42s. Dude, I, I, I know for a fact when I start building my tons, I'm just going to swipe the credit card and get a set because they just they just work. <laughs> like, it's the, you can't they beat them. Like, they really do. I mean, we've watched our competitors, like, go on something and they just slide off in our... Grip and hold, and yeah. I mean, we've we've loved them, and you know, it, the grassroots program is it's another discount thing. So um, we're told by some other people that are uh, are contractors with Maxis um, that once you're in, it gets better as you go along and stuff. So so we'll see. We're excited like, for the next season. Yeah, we're we're gonna need to buy a set of forties here. So ooh. So yeah. since we're kind of on that topic, yeah, it's then, a what, perfect lead in. What's the plans for the new rig? Jeez, Graham, we were I'm on the sorry. Same I mean, <laughs> we we could have brought it up Wait, together. You, you guys you could, haven't actually. No, yeah, I gotta. What we talk happened much. to the old one? Oh, oh well. Uh, <laughs> have you not seen the pictures? Hold on, hold on, <laughs> yeah, Richie. How out of the loop are the you here? To preface, yes, we the four of us have seen the video, absolutely. But to somebody who is listening, they might not have seen it. Can you let's let's kind of dive into that, and then after that, we could talk about the next rig. Uh, if you want to get into that story at nationals, what happened? Kind of go from there. So it was nationals. It was the big finale. Dad and I were super stressed. We're worried about every single detail. We're walking all of the courses. We're making all these plans. And the morning comes. We get everything ready like we normally do. We get on the first course. After watching all the other rigs, we see what they do wrong. We see, like, we make little adjustments to our plan. And we get on the course. We're feeling really good. We decide to take the first bonus that nobody else had taken. Oh, they had. They take cones. And we did it perfectly. Like, it was, Sorry it was to just so interject. amazing. <laughs> um, just because so that, that was gate one. 
did gate one really well, better than all of our other competitors. Um, gate two, um, we cleaned. And then gate three was where we were trying to uh, get through. So, so dad, after getting up um, gate, dad got me in this weird position. And it was just the Jeep wasn't happy. We we're trying to get turned around right next to a cliff. And it just, it was not a good spot to be in. And by the time we got out of that, we were lined up for the third bonus. So to which... preface, before you go there, Caitlin. So I also spotted for a fellow competitor. Um, his name is Justin. He goes by Boober Anderson. <laughs> and um, I've, I've spotted for him all season. He hasn't had a spotter. And, um, you know, it's another XJ, but it's, you know, it's still a Chrysler and a quarter and a, and a Dana 30 and just chopped, chopped to chopped to crap. And, <laughs> and uh, he goes out and, and he has fun. He just wants to be out there and have fun. I mean, he's never been um, super competitive with us. Um, just because the Jeep is not set up well well enough to be competitive. Still has the 231 in it and stuff. So, so on the fun. regular gate three, you come through gate three and it drops straight down and then immediately straight up to clear mm -hmm. gate four. And so um, you drop down gate three and you lawn dart your front bumper into a rock. And there was no rocks to stack. And so, like, I, I'm trying everything I can as a spotter to get to get Justin through this area. And we watched our our other competitors, who are our main competition, struggle there also, and end up hitting a cone and and just getting in a bad situation. So we saw two other people struggle with the regular gate three, and then trying to get through gate four. And so. You know, when you see that, then it it's like, well, these other people struggled here. Let's do something a little bit different. And like Caitlin was saying, when we got unstuck from where we were at and got lined up, we were pointing at bonus gate three, which was an off camber to the right um, hill. Except it didn't it didn't look that bad at the time, but. We, there was this rock that my friend Diff was stuck on, and I was trying to push through it, but it, just, it wasn't going, and so I backed up, and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a little bit more gas, right? That'll... So I, I had her back up. We were headsets to communicate with, and um, so she was stuck the first time. It wasn't going anywhere, so I think we turned hard passenger... And backed up, and that set the axle up to clear the rock that we were stuck on. And so that's when she started coming forward. And I gave it just enough gas that my tire came up a little bit. And normally it settles, because the Jeep, it has a really good like center of gravity. Never I really have that many problems with it getting tipsy. But at the same time that my front driver tire went up my rear passenger tire went into like this hole and that gave it just enough. I gave it just enough gas that the tire came up just that much that the Jeep, it took off. So just unloaded the front suspension and, 
and uh, away it, it went. So it was a mixture of like a bad bounce and the off camber of the hill, pretty much that sent it down the mountain. Yeah, or, gotcha. Correct. Yeah. So so the rear was high. The rear was high and then when she popped forward turning driver up onto that rock it brought the rear down into that gotcha. hole and that hole in the momentum just just took it over and i have been on my side multiple times i know how it goes the jeep kind of it stops and then it flops onto its side and then i stop and that's what i expected but the jeep it started to go on its side and all i hear is my dad say hang on hang on and then it didn't stop. And so I'm in that thought process of, holy crap, where am I going? <laughs> and so I, I just start screaming. The very first scream you hear in the video is her. And then all the rest are her mom. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm I'm freaking out. Because like, just right before we went on course, our friend had said that this course had scared them because it was right next to a 30-foot cliff. Which I didn't think about, because why would I go off a 30-foot cliff? That's ridiculous. It's not like it was right there, though. She, The Jeep did one complete roll. And then it went over. Yeah, And then it went over. Oh. So it like it was, it was 10 feet away. You know, if you take an XJ and roll it all the way over... I mean, that's got to be 30 30 (laughs) feet or so, you know, but. So I I start going and I'm hanging on and then it stops. It settles a little bit. I start to take off my seatbelt and then it goes onto its side again. And so I'm just hanging on again. But after that, I was kind of just processing everything that had happened, but at the same time trying to get out because. I had no idea something was on fire or what had happened. And I pop out. I'm not bleeding. Nothing's broken. I'm not in any serious pain. All right. Who got it on video? <laughs> I like yeah, the, the quick digit check. Yep. You're like, all right, got 10 fingers. I can move my arms and legs. All right, sweet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you hear the panic in my voice yeah. because we wear those headsets. And mm-hmm. she's not answering me. At some point in their role, my headset seven. had become disconnected. Yeah, they disconnected mm-hmm. from each other. So, Oh, that's terrifying. Holy yeah. shit. Shoot. Sorry. And, um, and the video looks pretty gnarly. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, yeah, it just I, like goes onto its side, and then it disappears. Yep. I have watched that video so many times, and it's one thing to watch somebody else go down it, but then it's a complete other to imagine myself in yeah, that room. Uh, yeah, that's you going down the hill. So, so it is. There's a very, a very gnarly roll, um, but I think it landed the best possible way it could have. Yep. The rear passenger hit the ground first, and the unibody. That's that's really what what just what destroyed it mostly is the unibody in that rear corner collapsed um yeah and then then when that happened the cage crumpled some but there was a lot of hate on the cage build um when beat not babied first posted pictures of it um but 
when you see what happened and what it did, it really it's uh, it's a it's a it, the cage did its job. Yeah, when I mean, you her, roll a cage, her, her compartment and her area was was safe, and you know it dented a little bit, but it kept her safe. And when yeah. and how it landed, it would have when the impact to, to the ground would have put her back into her seat, not mm-hmm. into the harnesses, and so. I think that, you know, that's also a, a best case scenario is because when it hit that back passenger on the roof, it, it would have thrown her into the seat yep. and the crumpling of the unibody helped absorb the impact also. Wow. Yeah. yeah and anybody who thinks a cage is, should be good to go after rolling off a 30 foot <laughs> cliff is, is, they got to go rethink some things like, you know, it's designed so, to I mean, protect the person, not save the rig. That's yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, there was no cross bracing in the middle yeah. of the cage. This was an XJ. Um, we are a family of five and we take this and we will it. And just how it's set up. There just was not, a good way to add an X or a V or anything else in there. And we looked at it hard because this mm-hmm. year we ended up taking the whole A pillar um, and roof back to the B pillar off. And we added more structural support there, which I think was good and for this and helped, helped this. And, and all the windows. But it just to, to do the Xing and stuff. Um, may have helped a little bit, but the unibody still collapsed. And, and I'm glad the unibody collapsed because it helped keep Caitlin safe. It helped absorb that initial impact. What so, most people think of is they look at most of the competition rigs, and those rigs are built for competition. There's nothing else they're really built for. And our XJ, it was a trail rig that we turned into a competition rig. And so it was just the way it stood up. It couldn't have been any better. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, when this first happened, like I, we got the video sent in, and uh, in the group chat that we were in, we were talking about that cage, and people were like, "Yeah, well, you know, that could have probably been done a little bit different." And I was like, "Yeah, but at the end of the day, the cage did what it was supposed to." Uh, you know, it doesn't, I don't know how high that drop was, but it does not look like that was a light drop. And when we <laughs> first saw the video, I thought it had happened at Roush because we got sent that from the Roush. Um, they'd shared it and we'd gotten it from their page and we had just had a trip there. So, little backstory. Okay. On that. So, it was probably, you know, there was a slope from where she started to roll. And then the actual fall off off of a cliff. I that's probably you know twenty plus feet of yep. the free fall. Wow. So I mean, and it kind of cartwheeled when you watch the video. It goes up on its nose and then flips all the way to its to its rear in that fall. Yeah, it, it definitely hit the rear hard. Mm. And it was it was pretty scientific for me because I always give Luke and Graham crap for their cage design specifically because I feel that doing an exo or a hybrid cage 
like you're losing integrity of the cage to um to keep the body nice or keep the interior nice but you guys proved to me that it can still structurally hold up to a catastrophic failure if you will like falling off of a cliff i consider like a pretty bad <laughs> failure like i don't know you know what i mean like it's not just a normal rollover so like to me i've always been on the understanding of like i'm going to do an interior cage just because you could set it up the way it needs to be but it was really right. not, not i don't know i'm not trying, like i guess the silver lining of it all was for me uh, somebody watching from the outside it taught me that i mean hey you just you make your welds right you put it in the right spot it's going to do what it needs to do which was really nice well and and that's uh, again no inter- no internal cage because it we will it we go we take it out as a family of five, you know? That's mm-hmm. why I started with an XJ, because they're more family-friendly. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Uh, but the K, it wasn't attached to any unibody. The The rear bumper, like I mentioned earlier, um, has about uh, 12 to 18 inches that slides into the unibody with a 2x4 metal. And the cage was attached to that at the, at the end of the bumper, as well as right behind the wheel well. We took we took a bar from the cage and ran it into that into that frame support. Um, it was attached to our sliders, which were also had angle pieces going down to the unibody. So I, it wasn't attached to any just flimsy. Yeah, it was flimsy it was part of down. other than other than it's a unibody. I mean, yeah, and it was you know it was supported. I had frame stiffeners, you know, front to back all the way. So. It's an extra. They're not made to be thrown off cliffs. <laughs> no, they are. And you proved that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to not... Oh, sorry. Quick thing, quick thing. I don't know if we even explain this to you guys. Uh, we all, the four of us, own Cherokees. I don't know if we uh, explained that well enough in the beginning. The listeners know. But that was another reason why we brought you on is because we were really blown away with what you guys were doing with the Cherokee platform. Cause you don't see many people doing it like in a competition standpoint, in, unless they're pretty much completely gutted half the unibody is removed and it's all tube. Um, so you guys kind of hit home with the idea of like, you can stretch the platform of the Cherokee even further than just a family trail rig. So you just can't roll it off. Yeah. A cliff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't roll it off a cliff. I mean, it's been on its roof um, right after the cage was initially put in. I rolled it one and a half times on some sand dunes, and you know, it didn't touch the body. It didn't do anything to the cage. It's been flopped two or three times. I believe those videos are on our Instagram. I guess that's a little bit of Schadenfreude for putting that cage on. Uh, <laughs> right after you do that, you roll it. <laughs> right that's the best part about the cage i can i feel safe in it and i can feel safe to be able to do something crazy flop on my side and then he'll push me back over and we'll keep trying it (laughs) i mean that that kind of leads me perfectly into what i was just about to ask do you have any underlying fear now after falling off of a cliff being in a a rig like (laughs) i i've never really feared cars are rolling before and i don't think this has changed it if anything this has made me more confident in the cool. build that we have built and what we plan on building i've always loved this and a little fall that i did not get hurt at all is not gonna stop that <laughs> boom that's a good way of looking at it that's awesome you know so that oh sorry 
No, you're good, you're good. Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, looking at it, that's an impressive fall, and what it did to the cage is also impressive, but it makes me feel a little bit better because my cage is built for, like, maybe one fall. Like, I wouldn't even say like that. It was never having that in mind. But at the same time, it's also built so that way the rig goes on its side. You just winch it back over because it's just trail trash. But it's well-built trail trash. <laughs> Yours? Yeah. Yours is trail trash? No, I don't mean like I'm saying mine's trail trash because they actually have like nice stuff. My rig has, what, F-250 steelies on junkyard axles with a cage that I kind of threw one- together? You've got a decent four-link in the thing. When I finish doing your external C-pillar that you've sort of uh, got me lined up to do. Well, you've got the internal one, but you've got the double C, yeah. that very back one, because it's a two-door. Um, I think it's the cage is plenty strong. Well, that's it's what just, I was trying to like say, but I'm very bad at being linguistically pertinent. Right? <laughs> Uh, the exo cages when you when you see like those uh those kits that everybody buys nowadays like the welder d and the um the welder uh, d i've got zero real complaints no about. I, I i do like that one what's the other one is it exofab uh exofab uh, yeah. yeah their exofab? original kit was pretty uh needs some help i don't i don't like how they don't have anything coming back externally i mean i you don't have to do it but i feel like just the way the cage is set up, it, it's always going to smack the very rearmost of that cage and tweak the whole thing. And that just starts to deform it and cause issues. Well, so I always like just, it looks incomplete too. Also, not which is why nothing. mine's tied and yours going to be tied. Graham, you've seen my Jeep and how far one season of wheeling and a couple of decently hard hits off of it has like tweaked it and tweaked the body. Yeah, mine's over. not straight anymore. Mine's crooked at the top. <laughs> How is mine still straight? Is my question. It's you don't not, have a cage. You don't. You won't know how not straight it is <laughs> until you put that enough. piece of dom <laughs> up against it, and right under the bus, Cody goes. It's been a bad <laughs> three weeks for him. Caitlin, send me the pin to where you fell off, and I'll just I'll just do the same thing. I got you. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll flop on over. Why not? Because <laughs> we would be cutting um, you out of a pancake. I have a good friend. I have a good friend. His name's Todd Little, and he used to compete with his wife, Jennifer Little. He was a spotter, and his wife drove. And uh, he used to own a off-road shop, and he still does Jeep stuff for a few of his friends, and that's who built the cage. Oh. And, uh, and so we kind of, you know, we sat down together and decided what we wanted to do, and, uh, and uh, he has the bender and the notching and everything. I, I didn't build it. I can't take credit. It, but I'm glad he built it how he did, and I'm glad we did what we did because it did what it needed to do. It kept Caitlin safe. So, mm-hmm. was he on Pirate back in the day? Because I remember seeing that name in someone's tagline on Pirate. Uh, I don't know. I never was a Pirate user, so uh, maybe like he competed. They did pretty well. He has a he did a single seat um buggy that ran a subaru rear engine and and uh like some some funky cantilever swing arms that's where i know that rig from i know that rig oh my god that's um it's got the (laughs) the subaru engine mounted to the control arms 
Um, yeah, what's his name has that? Oh, God. Um, it was one of Kevin's friends. I've actually Eric? seen... Uh, yeah, Eric, that's it. That's it. Um, it's on yeah, Unimogs. The one that we saw at Bugby Day? That one. Oh, my God. Are, Why are we... <laughs> it's cricket. I'm out of that. He never had Unimog axles under it. Um, no. not Unimogs. I'm sorry. Portals. It's got nines with portals. Okay, I don't know if he portaled it ever, but that maybe someone been, else portaled it. Because I know yeah. that rig exactly, like, and it's but on it the funky. Uh, yeah, it has a funky, uh, like, yep. triangulated cantilever front suspension deal. Yep. Yeah, I we know or, that rig quite well. Um, one of the guys that's kind of local to us has it, and it shoots fireballs now because they tuned the tune up. So he was bouncing <laughs> it off of the rev limiter and giving it the beans. He lets off of it, and the thing backfires and shot a because it's a turbo subi motor, right? So it shot yeah. a fireball or the fireball about twenty feet back and left a black soot <laughs> O ring on the rock. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the thing is trippier than all hell to watch too. <laughs> that's where that's I knew it, that it name from. They did well with it. So that he world. lives here in southern Utah. He lives in Ivins. So huh. he's the one that built our cage and did a lot of the custom work to fit the at, to fit a four speed Atlas and an XJ. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> and still and still run a more or less flat belly. So. Um. Not to pat Graham too hard on the shoulder here, but he did a really oh, nice job. Did we lose you again? Oh, can you hear us? Hello. You might be able to hear us, but we can't hear you. Oh. Yeah, we can hear you. Can this you see us? Oh wait. Um, do we want to folk? Do we want to roll over onto um next build? Let's go to moms. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. but Luke was about to give me a compliment. Yeah, I'm going to still <laughs> give Graham the compliment. Uh, by the way, Cody, okay. the just, mark for this would be 55 minutes. No, I'm still okay. not. Um, the yeah, only reason I'm saying that is because when I, I keep talking over you guys by accident because I think my audio and their audio is coming in later than what you guys are actually normally inputting. Um, okay. Something uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know about for you guys, but he keeps breaking up like help. Hey, uh Oh, too bad for me. Um, hey yeah. guys, before we get back to recording, could you do me a favor and close out the call and close the app, reopen the app and rejoin? That might help to solve some of the disconnect issues. Okay, you can do that. Do you think the disconnect is on our end or? Uh, yeah, it's sometimes possible. it'll. Rarely it'll act up on on some person's end, and then you'll end up with the situation where. It seems like you guys are in. We can still hear you. You just can't hear us. Yeah, and normally when or we have shot. that happen, it'll closing it and reopening the app will sometimes help. Yeah, I'm an okay, IT guy. Restarting things works. Yeah, it's okie dokie. <laughs> I've never had that problem I, before, though. I got a bone to pick it. with you, Mister IT. Oh yeah, uh, I know. We do have to fix your computer. I don't think he has uh, Wi-Fi drivers. His, I didn't set up his Wi-Fi drivers. I'm dumb. Yep. I was <laughs> I was trying to teach him how to. I was trying to teach him how to do it, and he like I just couldn't explain it well enough, and it was a mess. Uh, so do I just have it. to plug it into the internet? Yes. Yeah, and then re-down then download a, a Wi-Fi driver, pretty much, which shouldn't be that difficult of a thing. Okay. Hang up. If, if I need to hang like, up. Also, I got out of the app and got. Oh back no! If, I mean, if you if you 
close the app. Uh, you might need to. Yeah. So, so did yeah. you, if you're on a phone, they have to end the call and then close the app. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. They'll do that. Bye. I've never had that problem before. That's an interesting problem. I've never had it where they can. Richie had still... it though. Remember yeah. Richie was. Yeah. I don't know if it wasn't. It wasn't like oh. the same, but he's having issues. Yeah. Oh, last week. This week, this sucks. Last week having... I could hear you guys talking all that shit. <laughs> is it doing it? Is it rubbing right now, Luke? Like if I. Hope no, no, right, right now it's okay. The only time it's a problem is this is enough to pick it up. Is so, this? No, right now you're good. Oh, man, dude, this whole time my arm's all kinked up, like... <laughs> Anyways, what, what I was saying if is if uh, someone could kind of do a little how-to on how oh, to yeah. do the yeah. driver thingamajigger, I could probably figure... Well, you need Wi-Fi to get the drivers. That's the problem. He has, he has Ethernet. He can run downstairs and move his everything downstairs, yeah. set it up okay. downstairs, download the Wi-Fi driver, come back upstairs, and set up the Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. I'll show you that. Hello. Welcome back. All right. So, uh, are you guys ready to pick back up? Yeah. Yes. All right. We were right at the part where I was getting complimented yes. for something I did. So, <laughs> we'll uh, dive back in on that, and I'll go pat Graham on the shoulder again. But uh, not to pat Graham too hard on the shoulder here. He's got a 205 uh, 231 doubler set up with a reasonably flat belly. It hangs a little bit low because of the Clayton cross member, but if I, I can remember get it right. Flat, I could get it flat. Yeah. The 205 <laughs> is what's keeping it from being flat. He has to get the gym, Graham. You gotta get the flat tummy. You don't want a beer belly. <laughs> yeah. Down. He had to cut out the <laughs> I whole I don't have a beer floor. belly. I have like a bead pole. Yeah. <laughs> he had to cut we out the whole. We had to redo the tunnel. Yep. Ours. Yep. I did the same thing. I got a, um, I actually plated the, I took the entire floor out. I took my frame rails, which had their rough stuff stiffeners, so they have the extra lip. I put a piece of Three sixteenths on top, uh, up till behind the rear seats, and when I redo the back, I'll extend it further. Uh, so I basically boxed in the stiffener, and then I ran tubes uh, in between, you know, sort of on top of that three sixteenths, uh, to build my floor and to clear the two hundred five, so I could have room to work on the shifters and other stuff. It it came out. Eh, there's some things I changed, but it came out pretty good. I like it. Cool. I think on our Instagram, there's a picture of our center console. Yeah, I, I was debating doing a center console, but with the manual, it makes it hard, right? I, well, no, I no, 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 it's just very crowded because you yeah. have your two Atlas shifters, oh, um, yeah. a rad design shifter, <laughs> yeah. uh, cutting brakes. And oh, yeah. So what do you use for cutting brakes? I'm curious. Um, about that. It was the just a MP, EMPI setup. I guess okay. they're on Amazon. Yeah. So. And they just That's ran two hard, two stainless steel lines from there all the way to each rear wheel. Each, so you do it. You can do them. Oh, you can do, just, never mind. Yeah, the left rear or the right rear. And okay. how does that work with the rear locker? It doesn't try and like lock up on you or do anything funky. Well, we have a selectable, so you. Just okay, okay. I'm sorry. I got the grizzly and the zip confused. Right. Yeah. No. It's the yeah. It's the Yukon zip. So. Hmm. Alrighty, so now what is the plan for the next rig? Do you kind of have a rough idea? Do you already have the vehicle, or what you guys thinking? Um, so we are going to go with a goat built slash Jesse Haynes Fab two seater chassis. Ooh, 
Titan? See. I don't remember what that one looks like. Um, so the the plan was, is to utilize as much of my what's left onto the chassis. So in between the Super Duty axles and the Atlas, that's a fairly large cost savings. Mm. Move over to that. Makes are sense. You keeping, then, you keeping the forward leader or are you going pop it up to like an LS? Um, so because the four speed Atlas is so big, we're pro we're most likely going to go with a 2015 newer LV three. So it's the aluminum block V six out of the Chevy 1500s. Oh, and then run a, a TH three fifty, So just a three speed. Automatic. Are you going with the, what is it? The Jesse Haynes chassis or is it the Ibex? I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with these. Um, it will be the, it's yeah, the, the Jesse Haynes, the, the goat built who made the Ibex yep. um, joined with Jesse to build this chassis. And they originally actually designed it to be a 4,500 car. And, uh, but people are using it for rock crawling and being successful with it. So, and, um, the reason we decided to go this route is, um, do you know the, have you heard of the Reeves, Jason Reeves, Jacob Reeves? Um, they're blind squirrel racing. That name blind squirrel rings a bell. The other name does not. So look, um, blind, they, they are blind squirrel racing. So, um, they race and compete in We Rock. And uh, they, during the, after the roll, they came up to us and said, if you guys can find a chassis, we'll weld it together for you. So, oh, wow. Not a bad deal. Nice. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, so, we're super excited to work with them this year and see what all we can do. And they have, um, they have rear steered this chassis. So that's a possibility if that's something we decide to do in the future. But Ooh. for now, we're just going to use our, uh, our Sterling 10.5, which has the shave kit on it, and our Super Duty High Pinion 60, which is, you know, 35 spline outers and inners and all chromoly. And um, the knuckles will still work with the, uh, with, uh, we're going to go full hydros assist, or full hydros, sorry. So, and those knuckles will still work with that. So in the, the plan is to have this done by next year's season to run it. Correct. Yeah. We have about six months to get it done. So, Oh God, that's pitter patter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're wow. hoping to, we're hoping to do uh, ORIs on all four corners and um, summit machine has already contacted us and said, whatever you guys do next, let me know. And, We'll help you out, and we'll carry our... We're still using our same axles, so we'll still use our Raceline wheels, um, but just step up to the 40s. Now, yep. why not coilovers? I've, so the only reason I'm asking is because I'm in that current debate of what I want to do next for my Jeep, whether it be coilovers, air shocks, ORIs, the whole nine yards. Everybody that is smarter, that I would consider smarter than me, keeps telling me to just go with coilovers because of the tunability. For you guys, what is the benefit of the ORI instead? It's the simplicity of them. Um, you don't need, uh, like, with them, you typically don't need sway bars. You don't need bump stops because they have built-in bump stops. 
Um, you don't need, you know, I know a lot of people that have coilovers will also do shocks. Not necessarily, but um, so it's just a simple uh, one step solution. Makes okay. the build easier. Um, our yeah. XJ had, had the Terra. Terraflex speed bumps on it on all four corners, um, but it's just the simplicity of it is really what it is. So, and I'm guessing this is going to be a purpose built for competition. It's no longer going to be the family trail rig. Uh, correct. Gotcha. Okay, so you're not really going to be going to the dunes anymore with it, and I think that'd be like high speed to overheat them, pretty much. For what? Uh. Well, like in the dunes, like multiple bumps when they overheat the ORI, so you're not really got to worry about that in this in your style of competition. Uh, well, we haven't. Yeah, I mean, our style is uh, the competition is just slow. It's funny. We were on the way to here. You tell the story about who someone came up to us at a gas station, and they're like, "Man, you guys race that? How fast did <laughs> <it> go?" <laughs> it's like three. Five miles per hour turtle <laughs> <laughs> race. Dude, I, I've always had the best interactions with random people at gas stations. I don't know why. Like my Jeep always does the dumbest things at gas stations, or just like the like random people would be like, "Whoa, like what is that?" Or or with Graham with his J truck. Like we've we've had people like we could see him from like a, a mile away staring at him. We're like, "Oh, well, he's coming over to talk to him." Like it's just funny. Yeah, gas stations are always great. <laughs> they are. I so in. yeah, I mean, oh the the or the ORES or ORIs, they have a uh, a setup where you can the uh, they have a reservoir attached to it. You get the yeah, you got to repeat that. We didn't hear a word you just said. I th no, I I think I got it, but yeah, repeat yourself. You were kind of cutting out. The ORIs do have a remote reservoir or a reservoir attached to them. There's there's that option. So, oh, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. That's, that's about another five hundred per shock per corner. Jesus. So, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> but they did run them. They did run them at King of Hammers last year, and they the actual owners, um, Mark. They just bought a forty five hundred car, or a, they bought a car. I don't know if it's an ultra four car or not, but mm -hmm. so. And they, so we'll see. They I don't like know. I, I I like the go fast stuff. I've just have never. You know, I tried to make my XJ so it could do stuff like that in the sand dunes and whatnot. Um, we'll see what this car does. So. Yeah. The only yeah. complaint I've ever heard. I mean, Curtis always complains about is who's a. He's a regular that we have on our podcast. He's a great guy. He's got a Cherokee on 42s, ORIs all around. The only thing that I've ever heard him complain about is he's got to tune them a bunch. But when he gets them tuned, they work amazing. And I've driven the rig, and it, it handles really well. Like, it's incredibly stable, and it, it sort of just goes. It never feels like it yeah, unloads or anything. I've but, heard that. And, like, I know sometimes coilovers can unload. I don't hear yep. that about the... I don't hear no, that as I, much about the ORIs. Yeah, I, think I can confirm they do. They do unload though. We, I when well, I was riding, unloads, <laughs> put it in the right spot. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but what you were just saying there—that's part of the reason 
with the added cost that I'm a big fan of the coilovers, they're a little bit easier to tune, and Curtis always has to tune his. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I've never heard of somebody like on the fly adjusting their coilovers before they're going out on the trail, right? I, I, <laughs> maybe I, mean, I don't think people Colin. adjust their ORI. I, yeah, but Colin's an exception because that thing was broken <laughs> when he brought it there. Uh, Curtis <laughs> is the only one. I mean. I feel like most people probably don't adjust their ORIs before they go out on the trail, but I feel like Curtis is a special kind of person who uh, needs s- that to be. He's probably listening too, when this will be right, <laughs> so he's going to give me shit, but he's very particular about all of it. I mean, so. you say that though, but then there's also like Articat in their LT grades when they came out with the LT grades, they had air shocks in the front. Those had to be adjusted every time you went riding. Granted, mm-hmm. It was, it did have a superior ride and it kind of took a little bit of getting used to, but it might just be that that's, I mean, that's where they, they shine is that you can easily adjust them compared to a coilover. You're not taking out shims and all that. You're just adjusting pressures and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. There's always going to be a pro and con. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys, uh, I'm sure you, you've probably gotten the vibe right now that we we are not Hold fans on. of our eyes. Uh, Cody maybe <laughs> I, is. I am still on the I, fence. I'm I've got the fence. no problem with them, but uh, I've I just I think also they're a lot uh, of hassle for our wheeling here. Our yeah. wheeling, yes, is totally yes. different than theirs. Granted, personally, I'm in the same right. kind of position as them. I prefer the slow technical like style of wheeling over go fast it's just not my thing um it's just how i like to enjoy wheeling so it's kind of where timmy the guy who i'm directly talking about who had a long stink about ori's he likes go fast he's a he's a bouncer kind of a kid he likes to go out and have a show and do dumb shit post stuff sorry um we're trying so- i swear we're trying <laughs> oh no no you Fine. I'm, you know, she probably hears it at school way more than she should, so. I know, but I do feel bad. We're trying. I'm, I'm just impressed that I've kept my potty mouth under control. Dude, it's been me mostly. I've been the yeah. worst, and usually yeah, I'm yeah. not that bad. Like, I, I mean, Usually I'm, I'm the worst. You guys are doing great. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. So, Caitlin, so you're kind of the... Uh, the main focus of your your group right now between you and your father because you're the one that's driving and all that. Do you yeah. plan on like growing off of your style of racing or do you plan on just staying in this not racing part of competing or do you plan on staying in the route that you guys are currently in? Like do you ever see yourself in King of Hammers like that style racing or Um I mean I wouldn't be a against it in a few years but i haven't really thought about it all too much at least right now (laughs) okay so i've got to ask another question because school was brought up um how is this taken at school because i got to imagine it's not exactly a normal hobby i know that when (laughs) i was uh into off-roading as heavily as i was in high school i got a lot of uh stuff thrown at me for that so it's got to be a little bit worse given the age and uh, the level of off-roading that you're into. I mean, a lot. there have been a few people that have commented on it, and I actually had a KSL news story written about me and Dad a few weeks ago, and that especially brought a lot of attention to me. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
besides that, I feel like school hasn't really acknowledged it as much as you'd think. I'm not... I think most people don't know what they're doing. Like, we'll tell family and friends, oh, yeah, Caitlin is driving and she's competing. But then they, they see her, the, then yeah. they, they see a roll or they see her flop and recover it and drive out of it. Like, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I think most people have no idea what we're doing. Yep. It's definitely, so, it's, it's hard to describe if you don't know. If you have nothing, don't know what to expect, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I drive between <laughs> cones very slowly uphill. <laughs> a ton of fun. <laughs> well, it's like I, I remember a few years ago, my uh, in-laws let me take my Jeep into the uh, creek that goes around their property at the end of our uh, pig roast. And they all started freaking out because when I went down the bank, my uh, rear tire got like three, four feet in the air. They're all freaking out. Four feet. Yeah, it's four fine. feet, Richie. It's at the, at four the sp- feet, you're going no. over. At the spot that he's at, you dip in and your front end oh, okay. like yeah. catches oh, you. Yeah, yeah, just teeters oh, yeah. bad. You teeter okay. hard. Okay. <laughs> but they're all freaking out. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> That's bad, um, so can we be there's still a little bit of interruption. Can we uh, trade trade phones that we're going to yeah. use? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Go for it. So we had some minor technical difficulties, but Crazy K's are back. And uh, welcome back, guys. Where did we leave off? Uh, Thank you. We were joking about ORIs. Um, yeah. We were talking about some KOH stuff. I know Kish had a question that he wanted to ask. Yeah. Caitlin, how were you received in the uh, competition scene? Like, oh. how, how, did the, uh, how did the other competitors feel about a then 13-year-old beating them? She was younger when she started. Well, first of all, the We Rock family has their always super accepting of everyone and that is one of the things that i love most about the rock crawling environment is that everyone is just super accepting and they're fun to be around but we have had some playful banter with our competitors and i think they sometimes take it hard to get beat by someone not their age. <laughs> so that, that can't legally drive on the road. Let me say beat by a little girl. <laughs> the best part was that the first few competitions that I beat them, I could not see beyond the steering wheel. I could wow. see like probably five inches between the steering wheel and the roll cage. But besides that, I was listening completely to my dad. Wow. So, that is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes, uh, says something about your spotting, Kevin. Yeah. So when you're spotting for two different groups, uh, do you just kind of like give her the secret sauce and then you give the other guys just the normal spotting? Is that the kicker? You know, you, no, I, I <laughs> you gotta be fair to both. 
I try my hardest with everything. I know, like, his rig was on 35s and, you know, it doesn't have the Atlas. And so it's not really com a comparison. Like, he's not going to be able to be competitive with us. Um, but I got him on the podium once this year, and I was really, you know, we were really happy about that. So. <laughs> Now, how does that work if, if, like, let's say she gets first and he gets third, do you, like, stand across both of them? Or how does that, like, for the pictures? <laughs> no, they always have the have third come up and stand and take pictures and then second and then first. So, okay. so when he receives in the first or second spot, then I just leave him and go stand by her. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, so, so that's why you spot multiple, so you can get more pictures. <laughs> I, I technically have more trophies than her also <laughs> oh that's, that's awesome but on that note a good spotter is worth their weight in gold absolutely yeah no i cannot do this without my dad and i know that for sure and oh, the, sure one... you could i wouldn't be winning all right we'll take that <laughs> Well, like I've always wheeled an XJ, so I know how it handles. Yep. And and uh, so you know, it was it was simple to put her in it because I knew what it would do. And there's been there's been times where she's arguing with me. I'm like, Caitlin, just do what I'm telling you to do. I know the Jeep; it's not gonna because she'd be like afraid we're gonna flop or something. Yep. Actually, that leads me on to my next question because I was thinking about this beforehand. I'm, I'm mad that I didn't write it down because I just remembered it. Uh, well, funny little thing is the only two females we've ever had on this podcast have both been named Caitlin, which is pretty funny in itself. And um, do you, So with my girlfriend, when I tell her, how, like when I'm spotting her, she always gets mad at me. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the way I'm saying it. I don't know if it's just the, she feels comfortable enough to yell back at me when she feels I'm doing something wrong. Does that dynamic ever come to you guys where like she like if she, somebody else was spotting uh, Caitlin, you do you feel that you wouldn't have spoken up the way that like you would to your father? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the best things is that I know how he thinks and I know how he spots. And so sometimes we'll be on course and we'll be running low on time. And he'll, he'll be like, driver, driver, driver. And I'll start turning passenger. And cause I know that's exactly what he meant. <laughs> like, He's got the hand, hand points. <laughs> yeah, hand yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite quote from him is when he yelled at me and he said, Caitlin, don't listen to me. Just do what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> well, that's, that's funny because Cody is uh, notorious for you follow the finger. You don't listen to what he's saying. Whichever way he's yeah. pointing, you go that way unless he's going like back up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, usually the only times that I'm spotting is when I don't have my Jeep. So I've been doing it all day. So like my brain just gets like mumble jumbled. Like I'm seeing what's happening. My brain's gonna say, okay, do this. But then once it gets to the hands and the mouth, it's just it could be anything. So I'm sure yeah. Kevin may deal with that as well, where like he just has so much going on. He's been doing it all day that it just like it's like a whirlwind. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when we know how close the other competitor is to us and how just that one 
tone could be the difference between the first and the second, he it just it gets so stressful that he gets overwhelmed on the course. And normally I can just listen to his hands, but there's a bunch of the time where I can't see him. I'm strapped in. I can't turn around. And so if he's behind me, I just have to rely on what he's saying. And that's when coming in, that's when it comes in handy to know what he actually means versus what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, you just made a little comment there, which is completely and utterly off topic. But uh, what are the flop rated seats and harnesses in this rig? Uh, we have Corbeaux seats and harnesses. Ah, Corbeaux, okay. So it was uh, reasonably priced. There's just one. The other, the passenger seat is still stock. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Seat belt, so <laughs> they don't care about the passenger. <laughs> they can they can go on <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> uh, the only reason I'm asking is I was just curious because you know that was a hard fall, and like you said, you got out of it just fine. Um, and I had flopped my ZJ with a stock set of seats and a set of bad harnesses in it, and I did some pretty decent like bruising and whatnot to myself. After that, I went out and I bought Corbeaux with um, what's the other name of oh God PRP harnesses? Right. And yeah, I got Corbeaux and PRP harnesses, and after that, there have been several hard hits where like I've come out of it sore, but it doesn't hurt the way that that flop hurt yeah i really like that the seat it cradles me and so what for that role i really it i wasn't injured because i was stuck in place i couldn't really move around all that much and where it was already cradling me it just yeah. it worked so, so corbo or prp we're looking for some new seats for our new buggy <laughs> there you go <laughs> um when you guys when the roll happened and you guys had the video posted did you think it was gonna get as much traction as it really did because that that video blew up everywhere i mean i have seen it on multiple different facebook pages multiple different um actually i think there was a i think it was on club xj even i like they were like oh check out this and they didn't even tag you guys and i'm like oh that's crazy k's on instagram like did you guys think it was going to blow up to this point um, I don't know that I expected it, but after watching it, I'm not surprised. Like it's, it's a gnarly fall. You don't, you don't see, see videos like that that often. No, That's that true. was a think, decent flop. <laughs> I think my biggest surprise was when accounts started reaching out to us. Like we've never been on a podcast. Nobody has ever asked us to be on a podcast. And so to like to have you guys reach out, it's like, Oh, people actually want to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> and and I even I even messed up on it too. I messaged you guys on my personal account. I should have been messaging you guys on the blue collar, like the, our Instagram account. So it's funny we uh, we had some like uh, scheduling problems on our end that luckily got resolved super easily because I made that mistake. So I'm even I'm appreciative that you guys even read my message and even took it seriously because. It's just like this random dude just like, hey, you want to come on a podcast? Like, I'm surprised <laughs> that you guys even said like, <laughs> But that's really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that it, as, as Kevin said, it was the best of all the outcomes out of any scenario. Like, it really worked out well. And now, guess what, Caitlin? You get a new rig. 
You don't even have to send the old stinky Jeep <laughs> anymore. Now you get open air. Just <laughs> <laughs> more expensive swing break. Yeah. <laughs> on the note of the new rig, though, I got to ask, how did you guys get hooked up with Laser Knot? Because we didn't cover that, did oh, we? Oh, you're right. No, we didn't. Yeah. So Cody Wagner, the owner, well, he's owners with it with his father. Um, he he competed last year, and so I told Caitlin, I'm like, if you're looking for, and we knew that he sponsored other rigs, and so I told her, I'm like, hey, you know, he's probably one that you should talk to. He and, knows people, and and so she talked to him, and and he said yes, so. For the new chassis, why did you not go with the laser nut chassis? Do they not offer uh, chassis? Oh, laser nut doesn't have a chassis. Okay. Huh. The like so pretty penny from laser nut. That's a Jesse Haynes fabrication moon buggy chassis. Oh, so okay. All, and so all the top cars in Unlimited are running that chassis. Yeah, it's a. I'm, I love Pretty Penny. It's like one of my absolute favorite rigs. I mean, I can never afford it, but still so sick. Right. Um, doesn't Red well, Dot... That's the reason why we went with what we're going with, because we have parts to transfer. Yeah. Um, the only thing that may, might transfer in a rig like that is my Atlas, but even being so big, I doubt that would even transfer. I'd probably have to go to a regular Atlas. Mm -hmm. So huh. instead of a four-speed... Um, on the note of the Atlas, not to interrupt the interruption, but do you guys spend a lot of time in the super low ranges, like the 10 to 1 and whatnot? I, I don't know what so, your case has, but I know that they go stupidly low. So we chose the 544 to 1 and the 4-speed for this reason. Um, where we live in, in Hurricane, Utah. Um, it's spelled hurricane though. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's sand dunes and there's some speed to be had in between trails. And so I wanted the option like, a like in the two thirty one, the two, the two seventy two to one was too low in the dunes. And so the, this Atlas that we have has a two to one option, which is really nice. Huh. And then you combine that with a rad design shifter, and then you have first, second, third, and then if you want fourth, a little push button for fourth. So that's pretty cool. So that's why we went with a. But yeah, during our our comps, we are in uh, our five forty four to one, and then our axles have four eighty eights. Oh, so yeah. you're running low gearing in the axle or higher gearing in the axle? Higher gearing than. You didn't. You don't just drop straight to five thirty eight like I feel like most people do. Yeah, yeah. And is is that a to save the ring? I don't know. Do the Sterling's off? Well, it's so my uh, Dana forty fours that we talked about earlier. They had four eighty eights. Oh, okay. Yep. We didn't swap both axles at the same time. We swapped the front end first because it was destroyed. And so we, we ran the Dana 44 for a little bit until we had time to put the rear in. That makes so, sense. So it's, a, it's a timing thing. I've, I've been there. I've had a, I don't feel like we need lower. I think with the, the 544 the five, yeah. and the 488s, it's, it's really perfect. I, you know, and it keeps and, that pinion gear a bit bigger too, which is kind of nice. 
So yeah, I mean, with the big axles, it doesn't really matter. I don't think the pinion's still plenty big, but yes, you're not. I mean, wrong, she Cody. she was breaking chromos. I think I think she has the the <laughs> foot in her to break a pinion. Okay, Jesus. I think they're saying a fifty. So I mean, yeah, yeah. That's saying that's not saying much. Thirty spawns. <laughs> hey, cool. I haven't broke my thirty. Okay, and I—I I mean, oh, I baby yeah. well, shit out of you baby shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've broken the thirty. Yeah. Oh, shafts just don't count. They're like the size of my forearm, and not even smaller than my forearm. <laughs> that's a like... big shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. A... I wish they were that big. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, trying to think of. I think we're. I think we're just about good. Anybody got any other questions? Yeah, any final um, thoughts? So we already covered where you're going moving forward. Um, I do have to say that the motor choice was definitely an interesting one when you said that with the V6. That was unexpected, but very cool. Um, so part of the reason for that is be, uh, we're trying to get as short a drivetrain as possible so we can still use our four-speed Atlas. Okay. I, would, I would love to throw... You know, an LS or a LS1 or a 6.0 or something in it, but I just don't think there's room for it. Mm, yeah, you're so front front gives us more, gets pretty more options. That's why we're also going with a, 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 a TH350 versus the 400, just because it's shorter. Yep. So. You realistically don't need all the crazy gears that the newer ones have. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and anything we go with is bound to be better than the straight six that we have. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Also, Whoa. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not going to be like uh, romping on it super hard. I mean, you're going to be romping on it, but you don't really need to have like 450 or 600 horsepower on tap. No, you don't. I mean, if you have a climb that you need a little wheel speed to get up, then, um, then you just put it in second. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. Also, Put it in second gear with that shifter and just go from there. So, isn't that motor that you were talking about good for? Correct me if I'm wrong, but like 300 horsepower or 285, it's got almost I double what like, the 4.0 has. It's like 285, and then the torque's like high twos or low threes or something like that. So, damn, that's pretty good. And it and it's going to be in a light, you know, a, a light rig compared to. Yeah, that was... Extent. And it's an aluminum block motor also, yeah, so, so it's, it's light itself. I have to say, that was one thing that impressed me when I looked at the Jesse Haynes chassis. That thing weighs in at like 450 pounds. There's nothing to it. Is oh. it chromo? No? no? Wow. Wow, Jesus. That's really cool, then. That's impressive. But that covers my questions. Anyone else? Well, before we end, then let's run through the sponsors again. Who else? Who sponsors you guys? Just so we can make sure they get their names out there. You find my list. <laughs> you know, my that's list. You should have good. it committed. <laughs> she, she does. She does. She's just making sure. We have Cody, Cody, I think you got some. You got to find a uh, general grabber person and just talk to them. Oh, in that's dude, the. I that's the trick. To. They I ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> Send Caitlin to go and talk to them. My Caitlin or your Caitlin? Caitlin? Oh, dude, that's what I was gonna say. I'll just send my Caitlin over. We'll just put a blue collar shirt on her and be like, "Go, go do your, go do your thing." Yeah. 
But go ahead. So what are the sponsors? Okay, so we have Adam's Drive Shaft, Laser Nut, Summit Machine, Golf Plumbing, The Car Barn, Rad Design Products, Yukon Gear and Axle, Raceline Wheels, and Maxis Tires. Nice. And where can they find you on socials? At crazy underscore K dot S on Instagram, or you can follow our Facebook page with the same name. And it's crazy with a K. Perfect. And uh, you guys also have a YouTube, right? Yes. Which isn't that I, we used to do more with it. And, um, when I was, you know, but even before Caitlin and we have a gun, a bunch of GoPro footage, we just have been lacking the proper, computer or harp or uh uh software to edit the videos to do it so something we're working on to try to get more of that out there so but understandable that well we'll definitely be be a good platform to put it on so oh absolutely we'll definitely be looking forward to more stuff from you guys because i'm especially with this new chassis coming along i'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes open for it See, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for Luke. coming on. This Luke, is... you want to do your outro? Yeah, well, uh, in this case. Oh. <laughs> 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 so, just to clarify what just happened right there, uh, Luke just texted into our group chat and said, Hey, Graham, do you want to do the outro? Right as I was saying, Hey, Luke, you want to do the outro? <laughs> <laughs> so, whoever, whoever All can right, do the outro. Well, since I got pegged with it, it um <laughs> sorry sorry um so since i got that one uh listen to your spotter make sure that you uh know where you're going and have a good night guys <laughs>